everyone, this is Aaron. And my name is Veli. Welcome to Life Is Not A Game. A series where we keep it real about life, gaming, and everything else in between because we are trying to bring you closer to your favorite influencers, creatives, pros, in and out of this industry. Talk about real life shit. And we actually have two amazing guests here with us today. One is going to be May, who I just went throwing axes with down in LA. That was a blast. It's good to see you again. And also, I've seen both of you recently. Shout out to yeah. Ava. She's here. Ava, we just got done doing a Twitch Rivals Ultimate Challenge. That event was incredible, but I do have to ask this to kick things off with. Have you ever done an event like that before? Because no. that, was, that was one of a kind for me. I loved it. Yeah, it was super fun. It was nice to do like a tournament outside of gaming, I guess. That yeah. I felt like was equal level for everyone. Equal it was actually, yeah. It was cool because um I now that I've been to LA a lot more, you know, hanging out with May and whatnot, I'm starting to meet a lot of like content creators, streamers and whatnot. So that was the first time I've met like anybody. So it, it was pretty incredible. But May, how's your day been, girl? I love your room. I said it before the broadcast started, but I love your room. It's it's amazing. It's so eye catching. How's your day? Thank been? you. Good, good. I don't know if you guys can see our guest star over here in the corner, but uh, Thundercat is uh, watching and making sure uh, everything goes well. Uh, my day's been good. Uh, I actually had to clean a little bit of the room. I know you guys can see the green screen collapse down there, but usually <laughs> I just put a green screen up and just have my room like I'm recording or looping in the background of my streams. So it you always looks that? the same. I do, yeah. <laughs> it's not my actual room. <laughs> it's so I, well, one, because it gets really, really hot in here with all the lights, right? right. And then two, um, just when it's messy, I don't have to worry about it. I just put it up and it's fine. That's I need crazy. to do that. I actually have a green screen. I just need to put one up. Well, speaking of that, I mean, anytime that we see you guys, it's via streams. And Veli and I were talking. It's like we feel like we know a, a bit about you guys, but I feel like there's so much more that we aren't even aware of. And we want to actually start with your guys' days before streaming. Yes. So either one of you can answer, but like Ava, May, who are you guys or who were you guys before you even started streaming? Ava, you go first. Um, I was a college student. I was in college just doing streaming as a hobby, partying, getting drunk, barely making it to class half the time. And then I started streaming, I think like a, my sophomore year, maybe a uh, third year. Oh man, that was so long ago. It's like, I barely remember it. It seems like another like lifetime ago. So wait, so you're in college, you know, doing your thing in college, partying, streaming part-time and whatnot. At what point did it hit you like, yo, this is actually something that I could really pursue full time. What was that moment like for you? Uh, that didn't come until years later. I had a, I graduated, had a full-time job, and then I went full-time streaming. All right. May, what about you? What is, what is your history like? Uh, so I was a, I'm, I'm a nurse. Um, oh, sorry, cat. Sorry, you get distracted. So, uh, I was a nurse, uh, and during nursing school, I got back into gaming. I've always loved gaming, like, I was uh, part of like a clan when I was in middle school for Counter-Strike 1.4 to 1.6. And like we were like every day after school with try and like scram. <laughs> no, dude, the, here's the worst part is I was playing on my dad's work computer with like 56k modem. So it was oh. bad trying to scrim with 400 ping. Like, like who is, why is she here? <laughs> but they gave me a chance and it was fun. Um, but like, of course, in high school and college, I had to stop to just like focus on school. But 
nursing school was so stressful. And the last thing I want to do after like my clinicals and doing my homework is talk to people because obviously in nursing, you're, you're, it's, it's great, but it's exhausting to be as compassionate and be so open and receptive and empathizing with everybody around you. Uh, that I was just like, I want to just close off and play video games and I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I need to recharge my battery. So I got back into gaming. And I think it was around Call of Duty Black Ops 1 that I, like, kind of really took, like, took into gaming again and online gaming at least. Like, my competitive juices started, like, flowing again. Oh, and yeah. I, remember, I remember doing this, like, one game in Black Ops 1 and did great. I got all my kill streaks. My friends were like, yo, you're actually really good at this. Why don't you post a video and talk about it? I put up a chair and shoeboxes and my iPhone in front of my living room TV and recorded the theater mode of this game and talked over it. And like, so this is what happened in this game. And I was like commentating that way. It was like the worst quality. The, the, like the audio was bunk. It was horrible. But that was my very first YouTube video. And my friends watched it. They really liked it. People in my school like found it and they really liked it. And they were like, you need to just keep doing this. I think you're like, you know, I like how you describe things. I like how you explain things. I think it's pretty fun. I'm like, I'm not a pro player. We're like, yeah, but that's a thing. You're just relatable. Like you're a, a bad gamer trying to improve and it's helping other casual gamers try to improve. And that's why I, where I got my name, Mrs. May. I miss a lot of my shots and my name is May. And, and that's kind of how it goes. And so, like, you know, I, during nursing, I, I got out of nursing school. I did the whole thing for, like, two years, but also doing YouTube on the side. So I had, like, a full-time full job, and YouTube was a full-time job as well. And when I started noticing that I was able to kind of make money, I think my first paycheck was, like, a $50 paycheck because that was, like, that cost, right? Like, if you pass that $50 thing, you get paid by whatever MCN that you're under. I bought... Urban Outfitter pants that I don't wear anymore. But I was like, hey, if I can do that, if I really just put my mind into this, then I could do this. And so I did YouTube and then Twitch for four years. And um, make sure to read your contracts, kids, because I was exclusive on Twitch and I did not realize it. And then I streamed on Facebook and I lost my partnership. And that is my bad. So now <laughs> I'm on Facebook and it's been great. <laughs> Well, I mean, May, I, I also have to ask you this because yeah. I remember there was a time that um, we, I think we might have talked on Twitter about this, ab about how uh, people see a lot of streamers of where they are now, but their upbringings are very different. And and you were saying that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, you came from a low income area, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, how, how did that, like, how did that impact your, your kind of gaming experience? How did your upbringing impact your decisions when it came to streaming and gaming and things like that? Well, I, I think my parents definitely like frowned upon the idea that you're leaving nursing to do what? Like you, this isn't like something that's stable. What do you mean? Like you, there's no way. But I think I, I put them in a lot of videos. My dad is on World Star at one point. <laughs> like one of the vlogs that we did, like he's just so funny that he ended up on World Star and like people at work was like, they know oh, who they we've seen this guy. So um, he understood like the reach that this has and like how I could have made money from it eventually. But my upbringing, like I didn't really have games. Like when I was younger, I always just kind of watched my cousins and everybody play video games. And I was just kind of there. Um, there wasn't really like, you know, like an option to like try to go into like computer science or whatever it was like. 
definitely went into debt with nursing school and I I didn't even want to be a nurse. Like you just have to be a nurse because uh it gave you money. Like it was like a one that one job that always people are looking, you know, nurses mm-hmm. for. Um I could probably only, use you now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sometimes I feel kind of bad. I'm like, why don't you go back? And I'm like, there's a lot of reasons why. Um <laughs> but like there definitely like it, the 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 money that I saved after I was a nurse and the savings that I had was the only way that I really allowed myself to go full time with YouTube and content creation. Um, I otherwise would not have done that because it's just too volatile. Like it's just an industry that could just like flip flop upside down. You don't know what's going to happen the next day. Like you could be making tens and thousands and hundreds and thousands of dollars and have this following and then out of nowhere, it'd be swept right, swept out of you, under you somehow. And, 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 and some of it may not even be your fault, you know? So it's, it's scary. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely like, despite the, you know, uh, I was like living up very, very poor and the, the circumstances that I had with my family, uh, they were still incredibly supportive. Um, and I think that's the only way that I was even able to make it out of it successfully. Wow. I'm not going to lie. Yo, Aaron, I, I love the struggle, right? Um, but the one thing that I always think about is how if it wasn't for gaming, I would still be in IT. I would be doing computers. Like I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff right here. May... I mean, excuse me, Ava, so you were in college and you started streaming, you know, you got your full-time job. Who would Ava be today if it wasn't for gaming? And what would have led you here to like, what was your upbringing like? Were, were you born and raised in Texas? No, I'm Canadian actually, like originally. Oh, okay. Well, still Canadian, not originally. <laughs> still, still Canadian. <laughs> um... I don't know. So I got my degree in speech language pathology and audiology. So like basically like language disorders and stuff. Okay. And I went into therapy with uh, to work with children with autism because I took the class out of curiosity because my younger brother was diagnosed with it. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this means because I'm like way older than all of them. And so I took the class out of curiosity, loved it. Um, so I got my degree in it. And then I don't know where I would still be. Like I would, that job is like hard. It's hard job. It's a hard job. And I don't wonder if I might, would have burnt out eventually because even like just after a year of doing it, I was like, man, I'm tired. I just want to go home and like May, like I just want to go home and game and stream at night. Uh, so, like levels of, of burnouts though. Like right. how do you guys compare the burnout from like your previous jobs compared to like the burnout of being a streamer? The burnout of being a streamer is at least I'm still making money. The burnout in a job like nursing or being a therapist is you get shit pay. <laughs> so like to to be real, like it's a little more doable because I'm not making $12 an hour, you know? I'm able to pay my bills where it's like that job it's like you have to work 12 hours a day to get just the m- mediocre pay. At and, least and, now. And just to kind of echo on that it's like not even just the pay it's like there's people that depend on you right like the burnout of as a streamer you, if you can't stream you don't really feel like responsible for some people but as a nurse like if if i'm not able to come in and they can't find someone to cover for me like i i feel for my patients that i see every single day that i know that like to take care of every single day and if i can't come in it's like 
really kind of difficult to sit at home and not feel so guilty about being at home, mm -hmm. right? Like we talk about how streaming is a very stressful job and it is not an easy job. It really isn't just sitting here and playing games. There's a lot that comes with it and I feel like all of us know that. But um, there really, like, there's not really a lot of things that... Different kind of stress. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. So while we're on the stress topic, before we even lose it, what is the biggest types of stress you guys get into with this new streaming field as well? Like, what really gets on you? Uh, is it always, you know, always being in touch with the communities, always having yourself out there? Is it the prep? Um, long hours? Game? Exactly. Because <laughs> normies, the, the normies that don't stream hard, like, you know, go hard to paint like you two do, we're, we're really, like, unaware. I'm not hip. Hey, I'll let you go first. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so for me personally, for a while, it was always like, crap, I can't take time off because you have to stay relevant, like X, Y, and Z, right? Like, if you don't stream, your your viewers are going to find some somebody else or whatever it may be that, like, lives in your stupid brain that'll happen when you take two days off. But lately after like the pandemic and after not being able to go out i realized like i'm not gonna live in that anymore like i'm gonna travel i'm gonna do my thing and if i come back and my viewers are still there then that's great and i can build up on that again but i also don't want to live fearful of being able to live my life because of what will happen with my stream i found that i'm also able to create money outside of just the monetizing my stream so if i can't like bank off of my stream i could still bank on the you know the community and the and the things that i've built outside of streaming because ava and i are really good content creators in that we don't just rely on one avenue of the gaming industry like we've built so many things outside of just going live every single day so i feel personally that was initially like my fear but it's been Pretty good being able to kind of live off of everything else that we've been able to do outside of streaming personally but that was like the one big stress yeah and then to, to play off that that i think like no matter what size you are no matter how small no matter how big no matter how successful that is always going to be a stressor in your life and especially now with the way gaming is going it's not just games anymore right you have to be an influencer content creator streamer right. youtuber mm -hmm. TikToker, instagram mm -hmm. like you have to be all these things now which is just all more like avenues of stress. No matter how many things, like how many good things happen to you, there, you'll always be that little small streamer that started 10 years ago that just want, cares about the numbers, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even with the stress, right? We, Veli and I were talking about how like, I mean, of course, behind the scenes, we're, we're definitely gonna talk about the stress and we're all always gonna talk about like, oh, you know what happened, happened to me today? Like, fuck this shit. Like, the amount of times I've said fuck this shit, it, you know, <laughs> I feel like we all have said this at some point. We don't mean it, but we kind of do. But um, with it comes experiences and moments that otherwise we wouldn't have had. Like, mm -hmm. the, it's a very non-conforming lifestyle. We could travel wherever we want to go. We could set our own hours. It's it's so different. So like this, you know, stress aside, what are these experiences as streamers that you guys have that are like very much non-typical that you realize once you're in it? Like, wow, like. This is different. Stuff that you never had a chance of even thinking about doing in your past. Yeah. Life. 
I feel like that's like everything because yeah to be real like it's it's people our age and you know a little bit older but like our generation really that's like driving this this field the streaming and live streaming and content creation is within the last 10 years at least right like we've really Mm -hmm. seen it blow up so it's like I'm doing stuff that I could never even picture because it's never been done you know it's it's crazy like this ultimate twitch IRL tournament like who would have thought like I could win money doing IRL challenges like with a friend throwing a ball at a sticky <laughs> sticky wall you know, yeah you know like <laughs> it's crazy that's amazing may what about you because um you were talking about traveling and whatnot and um i'm gonna be real even for myself i have not had options to travel like i can today's and right. and not only that but i could travel the way i want to with no restrictions nowadays <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that first right. class when you want to, you know, <laughs> get your feet up, get that glass, you know, <laughs> never knew. I never knew before the landing gear even lifts up. Oh, can I get vodka? And <laughs> um, so one cool thing uh, that recently happened actually was uh, EDC and being able to work with Facebook Gaming and play loud. So I've been going to EDC for the past five years. My very first one was 2016 and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I've wanted to go every single year after that. So being able to go and be in episodes with uh, DJs that I went to go see in the previous years, like that is so wild. Toki Monster was was in one of them. Uh, Afro Jack was in another. And I got to play games with them and I got to talk with them and then go to the festival after that and enjoy my time there. Like in my head five years ago exactly in my head in 2016 if you were to tell me that i would be going to vegas to get paid and play games with those two awesome djs i'd be like shut the fuck up (laughs) there's no way like even with the trajectory trajectory of how well my my streaming career is going i wouldn't have thought five years ago that that would have been on my bingo card like it's not there's no way that is like one of those things that like I have to pinch myself and be like, no, that's crazy. Like you, I got to go there for free and I got paid. So like, yeah. come on now, come on now. It's like I'll basically anytime I get hired to do something at an event or work with someone, I'm like, me? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, how has how this shit ultimately changed your life though? Let's be honest. So you're talking about being in, in content pieces with DJs and whatnot. Ava, I saw you was in New York recently. You're traveling, doing your damn thing. So, when you're out in public, do you guys get recognized? And also, it's kind of like a loaded question. Has this, like, lifestyle pretty much changed who you are as a person? Like, be honest. I'm going to be real. Like, I got a little bit more bougie. I drink a lot of sparkling water now. Like, my whole quality (laughs) of life has stepped up, if you know what I'm saying. What about the two of you? Because I know it has. I know it has. How has life changed, like, money-wise? Or... Sorry. Just like yeah. lifestyle. Like, oh, yeah, lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I can uh, afford to buy plants now. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Aren't you a, a plant mom? Like you got mad <laughs> yeah. plants? Yeah. Do you know how you many? Should, you should talk here. about the last time you were in LA and what you did to get your plants, Ava. That would be interesting. Unless yeah, that's a secret, Ava. then don't talk about it. Never. Oh, no. It's fine. I just out you. <laughs> I'm bougie now, right? <laughs> My lifestyle style has changed in that I went to a plant store, couldn't bring the plants with me on the airplane, so I hired someone to drive them from LA to come to Texas. A bougie plant driver? Yes. 
Well, how many plants do you have? Uh, I have no idea at this point. Like tens, twenties, thirty. I'm sure. Fifty? More than Probably that. Probably more than that. More than that. Yeah. yeah. Where are? How? Where are you putting them? Are you like? Does every downstairs. room have like ten plants? This room doesn't have any, but yeah, basically. Doesn't have any. I what are you talking about? One, two, right three, now. four. <laughs> this, this, this room doesn't have any. Yeah, like some like hanging some. on the wall right there. <laughs> it has some. It's like it's not enough though. It's not exactly. enough. Were you always like a plant mom, or was this something because you're like, oh, I can afford this? It's something that you like really dove into. Um, I've always really liked nature, and especially like in. I might be the Canadian me, but I've always just loved like nature and being outside and and in games like I was always like a wood elf or you know like an archer or something. Like even in games, I would always pick like naturey kind of characters. And so I don't know, maybe like five years ago, I just was like, why don't I? This plant is cute. Why don't I just buy it? And then it drastically changed. No from there. Yeah, cause, yeah, because this was a. I started at my old apartment, which was three years ago at least. And then I had lived there for, yeah, so like four or five years ago. Oh, wow. It wasn't a snowball, it was an avalanche. Because that's <laughs> like three years ago, that was a whole lot. Yeah, it's like a tattoo. She got one and just kept on going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually have an adjacent curious question too for you, Ava. Because uh, I wasn't fully aware that you were Canadian. How does... How is that process of being able to stay in the U.S. as a streamer? Is it like a work visa thing? Like, oh, because shit. I don't know how often people will identify streaming or identify certain jobs in gaming as like real jobs. So mm -hmm. like, how does, you know, for anyone who's listening as a streamer who wants to relocate, like how, like what was that process like? Uh, I actually, like, I have a green card, so I can't speak to that. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I came here like as a teenager. Okay. Oh, so you were already here yeah. way before. Okay. Well, there's different, I mean, hey, there's different like levels to it, right? There's, I know well, some people, you know. Yeah, you um, have your parents marry an American and then you can get a green card and then you can come work in the US. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's honest. I mean, <laughs> take it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bay, uh, you and your tattoos. <laughs> Tell us more. Did you just get a new one? Speaking of someone who snowballed, like she had, like none. I feel like two years ago. Three years ago. ago. Three yeah. years ago. But this like, one's a new one. Oh, that's dope. <gasps> so this cute. is from the movie Ponyo from Studio Ghibli. Watched oh, yeah. it first time, and this is the scene where she. She sees ramen being made in front of her and she's in love with him. And she goes, Damn. she eats it right away and then starts to fall asleep. And Mike was like, you are literally Ponyo. Every time I eat, I'm like excited about it. I dance and I get super duper pumped. And then I fall asleep every time, <laughs> every meal. Uh, so I, I got it. Uh, but the tattoo thing. Um, yeah, like Ava said, I didn't really get one uh, until like three, four years ago. Um, and I always was like, kind of pondering, oh, the first tattoo has to be super duper special. It has to be this, this, and that. Um, and then finally, I think we were in Vegas with a bunch of friends and I, um, we were drunk. Super special. Really, super special really drunk. I know, <laughs> really cool. I know. 
And we were really, really drunk. And then uh, our friends had a great idea of, hey, let's all get tattoos. And I'm like, okay. So drunk, we were like, I don't know. We look up this place. It's the only 24-hour tattoos uh, place, I wonder why, uh, in Vegas called Precious Sluts, okay? So all six of us <laughs> go there. <laughs> it's literally, I literally have a picture. What the fuck is I that have name? a picture in front of it, like this, like ready to get my tattoo. I'm like, yes, first tattoo. And we were like, well, let's make it small. Let's all get hand tattoos. And so I didn't know what to get until I got a lesson three. It is so bonky. Like, I haven't gotten this fix. It, is, it looks so rough. It is a rough. The three is not even there anymore. Like, it's, it's really trying its best. Okay. Uh, but I don't want to get it touched up. Uh, my boyfriend, Mike, and one of our best friends, Stu, both got matching tattoos. I was drunkenly kind of annoyed by that because I'm like, right. look, dude, I see your full naked body and I do unspeakable things to you. But you're getting your first matching tattoo with this man. How dare you? Uh, they got <laughs> fancy on their pinky. So they have fancy in nice italics written on their pinky. So when they drink, you see the fancy finger up. And then three other friends, who unfortunately I'm not friends with anymore, um, for reasons. Uh, so I got we got tattoos, and that's the first one. And then it honestly is an avalanche, like snowball effect, because after that, this big thing with my cats was my next tattoo. The, like just it. my cats. It's huge now. I have now a you have to tattoo. Add to it. I do. Yeah. When she gets bigger, I have to add Thundercat, and she's gonna be down here. But I made space. Because I knew I was going to get another cat eventually. Is Ava so the I friend mean, that just encourages you to get more tats? <laughs> yeah, she does she egg you on? Like, do it. Because that's no, what I hear. No, no. I feel like that's probably Cheney, if anything. Well, no, our, my friend Stu and Mike and I, We whenever we go traveling, if we're traveling together, we get tattoos together. Uh, this B one was when we went to Brussels. So Mike has a big B. Our other friend Stu has one that like opens the wings, and I have this B. So we just kind of go to like different places and we free travel. We like we like the experience. We truly enjoyed it. We'll commemorate it with a tattoo. I don't know. After like after that first, like, you know, I go, oh, it needs to be memorable. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, man, life is short. Just I honestly do don't care. I, I Mike pinned it because like somebody was like, why do you get your tattoos? And I couldn't really think about it. And Mike's like, you're a collector. If you like the artist and you like what you see, you just automatically get it. Like, that's just you. And that's fine. It's it's your body. Who cares? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Thank you. And he'd be like, yeah, get that tattoo. He's That's like, a story. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think every tattoo has to have meaning. Yeah, I don't there's definitely a lot there. of things on my. I have a girl with a tattoo, a flower tattoo on her because I am a girl with a flower tattoo. <laughs> this, this Levels. There's, there's an inception tattoo. Tattooception. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what? There's, there's actually something that was on my mind. Um, May, so when I've seen you, you've always had, you know, your eight foot tall boo thing with you. Shout out to Diesel. And um, <laughs> how is, no, no, legitimately, because um, streaming, you know, managing your content, your social pages and whatnot, that takes a lot of fucking time, May, right? How do you balance that life and your relationship or is it to the point now where it's like you two are so comfortable? He's like, all right, babe, go ahead, go away, stream for nine hours, play video games, I'll see you tonight. Like, yeah. how, did, how long did it take for that dynamic to solidify? And just how is it overall? I think it's always been like that from the very beginning of my relationship with him. And I've been very thankful of that. Like the boyfriend before him was somebody who didn't even have 
Facebook. He didn't even have any social media. He was just de definitely like off the social media grid. And I yeah. enjoyed that initially. Like I thought it was like, oh, this is the relationship you need to have when you're such a public figure and blah, 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 blah. But it became extremely exhausting having to explain like the things that I have to do or why am I going to this event and like bringing him to the event and having them him meet people and like, how do I know these people? Like it became extremely exhausting to try and bring this person into my life. Um, even though they were interested, it just didn't work out. So when Mike and I first started dating, um, it was just easy. Like, you know, I, I, it, I think it was more for me, like trying to understand his streaming because I, while I stream a lot, I think I take more time creating content outside of streaming while he'll play Destiny for hours on end and he'll be like, We'll see you later, May. And it's like a joke, you know, because it is that type of game that like you dive into and then you just keep going with your friends for hours and then you disappear. And that's like the type of gamer that he is. He like he'll sit down, like literally start a game and finish it all the way to the end without like getting up. Like he'll stream that long hour just to finish that one game. That's I remember seeing that video of like how you guys had two, you, it was an earthquake while you went in under the desk. He was just like, I'm still gaming. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's the type of thing. He's like, I like that. And that's happened recently again, too. Anyway, so I like it for me, it was more of like me understanding him and how he plays like that. And and I think the fact that we've also both have the same hobby, not necessarily the same hobbies, because he doesn't like plants like I do. And he loves our cats, but he doesn't really care for love the cats like I do. So there's like a lot of things that um, we both uh, uniquely do ourselves, but we still bring to each other. So like sporting events, he'll bring me in and that's like our special time together. Or these music festivals, these are our special weekends and adventures together. But when we're home and he has to stream and I have to stream, uh, I've kind of coined him even though we're not married. I'm like, you're my house husband. Like, I just need, I, I, you don't have hours with Twitch. I have hours with Facebook. So if I have to meet my hours, I would love it if you would do the laundry, clean the kitchen, clean the house. And if you need help with the cats, I will help you. But if you could clean after the cats or like feed them and stuff like that, I would appreciate that. And he's, he's been really, he's been really, really good about it. And like every once in a while, nice. if he's not, every once in a while, <laughs> if he's not, I'll find that TikTok of, of that guy. Cause he's like, Joe with the patriarchy and he's just doing chores. And I'll just send that to him. Be like, wow, isn't that cool? And he'd be like, yeah, got it noted. I'm going. <laughs> for a second, for all the fellas that are watching this right now, on a scale of one to 10, how fucking jealous are you of that whole house situation? <laughs> That's phenomenal. You guys have a really good balance. Um, Ava, since the last time you and I spoke, I don't know if anything's changed or not since then. But um, <laughs> when you, I'm not sure if you have dated or anything like that. But when you have and it started to get serious, has your streaming schedule and all of that stuff really like kind of gotten in a way or has that not been... 100%. I feel like it is with every couple until they find maybe like a rhythm. Because it's all fun and you're playing games together at first and it's new and it's all lovey-dovey and you're having a great time and then your stream schedules don't align or someone is stuck mm. in the grind and the other person isn't stuck in the grind and they're the one that wants attention and the other person's like, no, my I have to grind the stream right now. Like the channel's doing well or I took, you know, like I took time off yeah. so now I have to stream. So, uh 
It can be hard. I've only done it once in the industry, and I don't think I would do it again. Are you still looking for a normie to date? Uh, I'm not really looking for anyone specifically. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just, okay. it happens, it happens. There we go. Shout out to that. I feel like that's usually when, when things like real, like good relationships happen. It's like when you're not looking for yeah, it and right. just comes about. Um, but I also know that you too have had your own personal like journey and experience. Ava, I know more recently you had your personal journey of <clears throat> determining if you're demisexual. Is is that mm -hmm. is that correct? Uh, and then May, you are bisexual. Yes. I was like, how did you know that? I, I did it with, <laughs> I'm, listen, research. Wow, we, you research. We research. Yeah. We do research, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm a former journalist, so I always, like, I was diving into all your guys' content to, to make sure we had a really good conversation. But, you know, as, as part of it, like, how how is it navigating that experience so publicly? Because I know you had it on Twitter, and I, and I guess it was around the time where I, I think various people were talking about asexuality and, and all these different things. Like, how is it though that you're going through this self-discovery, but in a very public format? Uh, honestly, it just helped just, just because I've, not not that I like cared too much, but I always did like at the back of my mind wonder if something was wrong with me because I just couldn't seem to have these relationships or attractions to like people that all my friends could always have like all throughout college all in streaming like I my friends could hook up at bars and just be fine and it wasn't like a stressor for them or anything and for me like I would get like anxiety and I'm not comfortable and I don't enjoy it at all um and so I was just like we've always joked in my like friend like like my college friend group that I was asexual like it was just like a, a joke but like I had looked into it and I was like, that's clearly not me because I have had relationships. And then when I am in a relationship, I do love having sex. But when I'm not in a relationship with someone, I don't think about it. I don't crave it. Like I don't like it, it's nothing for me. So it's just nice to know that like it's a thing and I'm not like <laughs> fucking broken, I guess. And then I think it'll help me in future relationships because now I know what I need to do to like I guess. What's have the difference fun between one. asexual and demisexual? Because I thought I was a demisexual, and that's when you're not sexually you don't you don't sexually really want somebody. You don't want to knock their boots until you actually fall for them romantically. Yeah, that's demi. Yeah. How does that different differentiate from asexual? Oh, asexual is you there's no sexual attraction to like other people at all, I think. Like you might maybe oh. have sexual desires like with yourself. Like I can't speak on that. Like maybe like masturbating or something i don't know but i i know it is like there's not sexual attra attraction to other people like you feel love for other people and you want a relationship but you don't want to have sex with them per se does that add additional challenge in terms of na navigating dating because now on, on top of being a streamer you're already having to navigate dating but does that add yeah. like another unique level to it i think it does like what have you ever dated a man and he hasn't want to have sex by like date number two <laughs> like i feel like i have <laughs> never had that Actually, yeah. I, yeah, I've been on a date with a guy and did not have sex until later on. I just, I think I need a date. <laughs> he, did not end up, he did not end up being gay either. So let me just <laughs> disclaimer. And I and I <laughs> and I had long hair. I was I looked I was I was much different. It's than not I like it's a bad it's thing, but it's just like a natural thing, right? Like people yeah. are, feel sexual attraction, and you know, you had a good time, and you, hey, let we've had a couple drinks, let's bang it out. And I'm like, I can't do that. And now I know I can't. And I'm like, so how do I discuss this with him? <laughs> how am I going to be like, we can't have sex until 
uh, you know, I feel emotionally comfortable with you. And that could be two dates in or that could be 10 dates in. I don't know. You know, right. there's no like, it can be like, it can be an instantaneous connection with someone like I, that could happen to me, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> All right. There's someone out there. I promise. There's definitely somewhere out there. And then May, how do you navigate your bias and especially in a relationship and stuff? Because I know there's always these misconceptions, because I'm bi as well. There's always this misconception around bisexuality um, yeah. as if I've like uh, if you're bi, you're, you're like promiscuous. Yes. And Fuck if you go into a relationship with a man, that means you don't like women anymore or vice versa. Yeah. Like, how do you navigate that? I, I definitely heard that recently from a close friend, actually. And I was kind of like taken back, like, because we were talking about like the community, the LGBTQ plus community. And I was like, I'm part of that community. And my friend's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, what? I was like, just because I've been with someone for like six years doesn't necessarily mean I lost my attraction to women. I definitely, you know, like, I just, I just personally, like, I've just always been open about my sexuality with my community. And I think that's what made it so much easier to have these conversations. Um, and, and May and is, like, I was gonna say, May is actually bi. Like, maybe, like, people, maybe that person thought you were, like, pretending or something. I was like, yeah. May is definitely attracted to women. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> and, and I, it's like, I, it's not, you know, it's not anything that's, like, I've hidden with my community, with my friends. Even when no. I told my parents, they thought it was funny. They thought I was just, well, I don't know if my parents think it's serious. I think my parents are like, Haha, yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. They like, never really took it seriously because I really did like always have like hetero relationships. Like I've had girlfriends, don't get me wrong. They just always end up so bad that it like it takes me back a little bit like I, I just don't think I could have like a decent relationship with a woman not saying that that'll ever like never that'll never happen but it's just my experiences have kind of like pulled well, me aside shouldn't. you're gonna <laughs> pull me aside and right <laughs> yes obviously now it's like I'm in a like you know relationship with Mike but I'm just saying in just general like back then um like one of the worst exes I've had, unfortunately, had been women and they've been so vindictive and they've like literally went after me in, in so many ne negative ways versus men who haven't. So um, mm. as a personal preference, I've always felt like a little bit um, safer with men, but that doesn't take away my, you know, that me being bisexual, I still... Oh. I still love women, you know? Like, like that tweet you put out? Yeah. <laughs> that, was there, is there a story behind that tweet? Yeah, so we were just, we were at the club and Mike um, had to go get drinks and I was just wearing like my motorcycle jacket. I was drinking, I was just in the back like just doing that. And this girl, super hot by the way, she's, oof, I was looking at her the whole time. She came up to me and she goes, just wanna let you know, you really give off bad bitch energy, but I'm straight. Don't, please don't get the wrong idea. But I just think you look super fucking cool. You look super hot. I just want to tell you that. And there's been like a lot of times, like, honestly, like this is like when I, you know, I mean, I haven't been with a woman in a while. I haven't like, you know, I've been like, obviously pursued a woman in a while, but like definitely like eats, like feeds my ego. It's happened a couple of times. Like there was one time in Vegas, um, I think you were you there, Ava? I think like it was after EDC and we went to a club. Women always hit on you. I don't know. 
We went to a club in, in Vegas, and we, you had to like stand in line to get. Yeah, you were there. We had to stand in line to get oh, into okay. the dance floor, and there was this girl who had a table with her friends, and she goes to the security guard, taps him, and he'd be like, "I want her. Bring her." And I like, I told, I told the security guard, I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm with my friends. This is my boyfriend." Like I, and I kept looking at her, I was like. Cute. She was super hot, by the way. I don't like, remember this definitely song. some moments in my head, man. If only, but obviously I didn't. She was super what, hot. As a dude, as the dude here, I'm hearing all these stories right now. Why do why are women so aggressive and openly hit on other women, but they're they don't know how to flirt with men? What is that? Oh, we know how to flirt with men. Then we why, just why don't, don't want to flirt with men. No, we just don't want to flirt with men. <laughs> <laughs> we know. It's more we creative know. and fun to flirt with women versus men. Yeah. From personal experience. No, I'm playing. Yeah. That's that's weird. That is that's okay. So let me ask this then. So now women now are fun to flirt with. You could like you don't even have to go any further. Yeah. Like sometimes women just know like okay we're just flirting and this is fun and like it doesn't have to be anything super sexual. We're just really feeling each other. But men, it's always like oh I'm in. They're already like doing things. You know? <laughs> we're like ready to go. It's like no. Like sometimes flirting is just fun. It doesn't necessarily have to lead anything to anything else. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Okay, so let me let me ask this. So now we're getting into, you know, sexuality, people that we like to hit on, yada, yada, yada. Okay, <laughs> how well do you, do you, okay, May, you got that big old smile, you and Ava. How well do you think your viewers really know the real you? Like, is there a side of you that you keep really separate from your streaming side? Like, I don't know if, it, it was brought up earlier, I don't know if you guys are like, you know, family PG streamers or whatnot. Is there a side of you that you don't share with the internet? Or are you just pretty open with who the fuck you are? I'm, pr I'm pretty open. I'm pretty open too. My family problems I haven't really like openly talked about. And I think eventually I will because there's been times where I had to like take off stream. But um, yeah. other than that, I'm pretty open. Okay, so how about this then? All right, so Ava, I know that you, you have a fan house. So this is my question then. So for the viewers out there and whatnot, how as a public figure and a big name streamer how many times have you had to check people from crossing that line if there was one to be crossed like have you ever dealt with some crazy shit being yeah. out there and just being who you are like in your own words uh ava you tweeted about cum tributes oh well, i mean yeah. that, 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 that was before fan house that's just part of being a woman streamer regardless fan house only just happened because all that shit happens without my consent anyways i may as well make money off of it that that literally was how fan house started because they do all this shit anyways they clip everything they take instagram pictures that are completely innocent and non-sexual in any way and do shit to it and photoshop you onto porn star bodies you know what have stories where they describe like them sexually like having sex with you and stuff like that like oh yeah it's all sorts of things they do they do it without your permission without your consent fan house is at least my way of giving them permission in a way they gave me money so you do whatever you want with that photo and video now one of the cool things about getting tattoos was debunking quickly that that asian girl that shows her boobs is not me because before my tattoos the only tell thing that i had was my mole here 
But they could be like, well, you photoshopped that. that. That's still you in that picture with your boobs out. Like, no, it's not me. Just because it's like, like it's, it would be a girl with her nudes straight down from like the, the, the lip down. And people were saying, well, that's May's nudes. And so I was like, the one, t the one thing about the tattoos is now you can't fake that it's me or, or not me. And so, the, yeah, like Ava says, they're going to do it anyway. So, yeah. As streamers, how often are you guys fetishized? I don't want to know. Probably <laughs> all the time. How, Girl. how often do you have to delete, like, clips, Ava, of you just standing up? Like, there was one of me sneezing. Like, people were, like... Sneezing, burping, scratching, standing up to go to the bathroom. Literally, they literally fetishize everything. Yeah. What if they even doing? see feet in the camera, they're clipping it. If they even <laughs> see a foot in the camera, they're clipping it. I have like Are a wiki so feet. Horny for feet. That's wild. A wiki feet? Someone made a wiki, a wiki feet. feet. Of yeah, me. it's a wiki feet. Wiki feet is a thing. Yeah. And it's like there was a show that I went to, Circus Survive. It's like one of my favorite like bands. And it was like a rock band. And I went and I went into the pit. People stood on my shoes and I lost my shoes. So I took a picture of it on Instagram. I was like, this show was so sick. I have bruises on my feet. And I lost my shoe. And they took a picture of that, screenshot it, and put it on with the seat. That and like there's literal like of me jumping into a beanbag, my feet are up in the air. That screenshot is there. Like so many things, like things that are like you don't even bat an eye at because you're completely being normal. But they're like, ooh, this is sexy. Oh god, I didn't even yeah, think about it. But it's there. <laughs> that's some horny shit <laughs> that's wild <laughs> i'm sorry no it is and it happens almost every day and i feel like there's always got to be that some one dude on your chat like saying some dumb shit it always is they just kind of get get out of it like one of one time i was just wearing like a regular like tank top and they were like oh we could see your nipples through that and i'm just like dude your mom has nipples like come on now it's 2021 are we still pointing this out? It's warm as fuck in Los Angeles. Let me not wear a bra. Let me be comfortable in my in my in my own fucking office. God. It's like just look and admire and shut the fuck up. That's exactly. All you need to do. Shut the fuck up. Just don't even <laughs> tell me. Hey, if the, if you're here and you're you're like, I always tell people like when they say some shit like that, I'd be like, my guy, go to the free website. Just get rid of it real qu real quick. Come back to me with your post nut clarity. And then we're good. We could have a conversation. <laughs> we could be chill because I don't want to be here to babysit you with your boner. Like, I'm. this is oh not what God. this is for. Well, does that make you more self-conscious then? Like, does that make you self-conscious about what you wear, your content, what, even times. your photos? Like, do you like, before you post a photo, you're like, let me make sure there's like... No photos. Photos, I'm fine. Oh, yeah. Now I don't do feet in photos, for sure. Yeah. 100% I don't. They... And it's not that they made me feel bad. They just mentioned it so fucking much on just like normal posts that I got like tired of like looking at my comments and just saying poofy. Mm -hmm. So now, yeah, now they don't excited. get excited. Yeah. And I what did that in like an Instagram story. I was like, well, you guys ruined it. You don't get any fucking feet now. So congrats. You played yourself. <laughs> played your fucking self. Now you don't get feet. <laughs> when it comes to beauty standards do especially as women and we we know how people are like do you guys usually get pressure to be a certain way or any type of feedback about let's say even your tattoos because a lot of people are fucking weird about that as well is that really common especially yep. oh yeah they always they always side, have an opinion <laughs> and on the side of that what about when it comes to like sponsors and opportunities like that as well as streamers that's interesting yep. 
Uh, so I had a, a company back out. You've been talking back and forth. And I posted recently about my festival outfits for Hard Fest. And I did like a little TikTok dance about it. And I posted that and they said that's a, too scandalous. Which was, even, even my agent was like, that's kind of BS. Like, she's fully clothed. She's not showing anything. Like, she's just showing an outfit that she would wear for a festival that she's excited about. Like, they back, but they were like, yeah, still too scandalous. So, it happens. It happens. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, it, it's weird because... Not going to out this brand, but they definitely worked with people that not necessarily doing like showing the same amount of skin that I was in hosts. So right. it, it was just like kind of like, what? This is kind of weird, but it has happened. What about you, Ava? Um, I don't think I've had a brand per se back out that I know of. Um, But definitely like if I change something about myself, someone always has to say something or have an opinion on it. Like, they think I care. <laughs> what, have you, like, changed um, your hair color? Changed my hair color. When I got a breast reduction, oh, my God. the uh, You would God be surprised by the, the amount of actually upset men <laughs> over that. Wait, so when you got your breast reduction, they were messaging and commenting once they found out and that, saying that they were mad they about it? They messaged my doctor. They were so upset. One of them. What? Yes. They were they, the best in the Yes. Yo, that is wild. That's some entitled, crazy entitlement. Like, I, I love her though. She called them out on Instagram, but I could not believe the audacity. This is that man. There's a reason why this is a phrase, and that is one of them right there. Oh, the audacity. <laughs> Got lots oh of it. That's for God. sure. God. So, like, I mean, that, obviously, like I was mentioning, that leads into, like, because as a streamer, you guys are opening up, you're, you're showing your, your personality, and then, obviously, people feel like they know you, and sometimes that creates entitlement from certain supporters, certain people, and, mm -hmm. I, like, what is, like, I guess, like, for those who don't understand, like, having to navigate that, like, what is that experience, and do you guys feel comfortable with telling them, like, hey, stop it, you're not entitled? Or do you ever have that worry of, oh, I may lose followers or anything like that? Or you're just like, nah, fuck all y'all. No. <laughs> no, I'm always worried about that. I never call them out. Never. <laughs> never. He always does it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, are you laughing? Why are you laughing, May? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Wait. Ava loves her viewers and paid supporters and everybody. Yeah. So wait, so Ava, the the why is it that uh, people are now say you you hate men? Uh, probably because I make fun of them all the time. <laughs> is that like is is that like does that come from like dealing with some entitlement stuff or is it just in general? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only kind of men I call out are obviously like the entitled shitty ones that are they want to be called out, right? They obviously want my attention. I'm willing to give it to them. Yeah. Um, anyone who actually follows me know that knows that I love men. Like, obviously, my audience is ninety percent men. Like, I have good guy. Like, the reason I even know May is because of Mike, who's a really good male friend of mine. So, like, I just troll. You know, I just have fun because otherwise, I actually might hate men. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you had like a, a lot of uh, Texas men and people upset during the the whole conversation around around the abortion law. Oh yeah, 
How how does yeah when it comes to stuff like that? Wait, so was Ava like outspoken about that? Like out like what is it like when a big number of your base is outspoken against a view of yours when it comes to something like that? Like does shit really get scary? Because I mean, as a black host and commentator, whenever I would speak out about like race issues, like I admit, like that was terrifying for me. I mean, it's definitely not easy. You have to be willing to understand that people are going to attack you and come at you and try and fight with you over literally everything. So as long as you're willing to do that. Yeah, I've like definitely told my moderators that if there's anything that, you know, obviously that we all don't align with and things like that, we don't even make space for them. That's why I have this pizza tattoo. If there's like a troll, any racist remarks, any sexist remark, lewd or anything like that, I just tell my moderators in my community to spam pizza or we start talking about pizza. So like we saturate the chat into something else so that they don't even have the space in my streams to talk any yeah. any dumb shit. Like or, I don't have the time of day for it. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I don't care to give you that platform to like say your dumb shit. So yeah. you just move on from it. I like always joke that I use it like as a teaching moment if I do like because, you know, I get comments all day long and I ignore 99% of them. But sometimes I'll like quote to one or mock one or laugh at one because it's yeah. just so dumb. But then I also use it as a like a way of like showing like other men that follow me like this is not OK, you know, because then yeah. they discuss it with each other and comments and stuff. And they're like, this is why this isn't OK. And, you know. It can be used like I do it in a funny way for sure. But I really do think like it's also another way of like being like, hey, this is not OK behavior. Like right. we're laughing that this guy sent me a dick picture, but we we know it's like not OK behavior, right? <laughs> yeah. What's the thing when I would do send a dick pics? We'll talk about the last episode, Aaron. And oh. it's, it's, it's just weird. But at the end of the day, you two got to be about your money, right? So let me ask this, all right? So hanging around the Twitch Rivals people, I learned that um y'all know how to make money flow, and y'all do it extremely well. So when it comes to doing what you do, what is essentially like the I think you were talking with a different group than me. Uh, <laughs> you were talking to the rich group. So tell tell us their secrets, actually. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was scared of like, what? what has like, been your most successful avenue being a streamer? Because me, I want to stream now. And I've been thinking about this for a while, but like someone like me, like I'm lost. What is something that works extremely well for you? Mm, like make making money like whether it's making yourself bigger or just pulling a big check what is something that you really enjoy doing that's ultimately hella successful in your field i don't that's think streaming fun. i don't think streaming has ever really been that the most driving area as far as money goes for me i think it's making myself extremely marketable to other brands and like uh companies outside of the gaming industry that's been super duper helpful um, like working with Adidas, they sent me like an Xbox, the Xbox Adidas for like the 20th anniversary. Like, like I, I worked with them a long time ago, but to be able to get like some of that stuff still, like that I think to me is more important. Uh, there's also been like other ways that because like I work with Adidas now, a lot of other companies kind of see like, hey, she's, she's somebody that I may want to work with. 
in other brands or in anything else. I feel right. like that sponsorships and partnerships with other companies have been a little bit more um, easier because as well, like I don't have to worry about like missing streams or worrying about how much I stream or if I'm working hard enough to get these subscribers or these stars or these bits or these tips or anything like that. It is just a consistent like cash flow, like to be able to get to secure this deal with whatever brand and do one or a few deliverables for it. And then I get paid tenfold of what one stream would be. So I think for me is like being able to just like make sure that I continue to work on my community and then keep that, you know, authentic relationship with them. Um, never BS them and just make sure that they trust me as much as I trust in them and that the companies see that. Because like, I feel like there you see like big, big streamers that and then you, you connect that with like mid mid streamers or little streamers and these like small streamers pull the same numbers in sales as a big streamer because they connect with their community and their community trusts them a lot more than somebody who has like thousands of viewers who cannot connect with their community, right? Like they could, they could sell the same amount. It doesn't like the numbers don't matter. It's just like how you connect with your community. And I feel like brands see that when you do it really, really well. Well, cause brands are being like may had kind of mentioned it before. Like we do a lot of different things. Like me and may are not, our income isn't dependent on streaming. We have our fingers and everything, basically, and being marketable. And most of all, just like not burning bridges, like with the people and the companies that you work with, do a good job, answer their emails, you know, um, don't be dicks to them because that community, you know, that assistant that you were emailing that one day could be like a manager someday at another company, like industry mm -hmm. talks. We all know this industry talks and how you treat other people and how you work with other people gets around. Mm -hmm. So like, even though me and May might not be the biggest female streamers or the biggest streamers, we've been in the industry long enough that we have good connections. We have a good network. People like working with us, more importantly, at the end of the day, and we're affordable. So yeah. like, you might think, think like as a big company part. just wants a big streamer, but like she was saying, they might not bring in the revenue and the sales and mid-tier streamers are what most companies can afford. They're what indie companies can afford. They're what, you know anyone kind of looking at the scene Makes we're sense. affordable yeah so we'll get a lot of deals not because we're bigger but because they can afford us too mm -hmm. so you don't have uh you know of course i wouldn't want you guys to go super in depth but like as you were building your streaming career like what was the goal for how many revenue streams that you were trying to bring in i don't think i ever thought about that i just streamed yeah i just to wanted to make sure yeah. my bills were paid yeah i was like all right cool that's it like not even make money outside of my bills. I was just like, oh, my bills are paid. Okay, yeah, I've good. never, I've never <laughs> aspired to be like the biggest streamer or anything like yeah. that. It's just I pay my bills. I can help my family when I can help them. And I'm honestly like nervous that. of ever becoming like ninja level because I I get recognized now and it terrifies me sometimes. And I I honestly don't want to get to a point where I go to every event. And I can't even enjoy myself because you're nervous about somebody like recognizing you and be like, oh, what if you're having a bad day and somebody goes, oh, she's a freaking bitch. And that's like so easy for we, like men. Usually when they're having a bad day, it's hard for them to be like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't ever really see people talking shit about men having a bad day. But when women are having a bad day, we're emotional or we're bitches. So it's like 
are not really allowed to have a bad day, at least like as a public figure. Like that's most reason, one big reason why too. Like when I don't stream when, uh, you know, I'm just not feeling it because I get told all the time, smile. You should smile. You should smile more often. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't <laughs> want to smile right now. I just want to play video I games. I don't want to smile. I want to kill people in war zone. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're just like you, you know you're not allowed and i just i hate that so i'm good with being mid-tier like i'm okay for now sitting here and talking to my community you know and but you know what i mean like yeah i'm good with that so at any point did you're like you know you guys said that you didn't really think about the revenue stream but like when did or or, or like I guess if it happened, when did like your guys' focus turn into like okay ownership and more of like the business side of things? When did that shift happen? Or or even now you're just kind of like it's like middle, like a little bit business, a little bit just like I just really enjoy this and I'm paying my bills. Um, go ahead. Still both for me. Uh, uh for me it was like when I had to pay my taxes. It's like, yeah. oh crap, I have taxes yeah. to pay? They're that much? And then so I finally hired an accountant. I got my LLCS corp, like all of that stuff. Cause they were like, girl, we need to get on this now or else it's gonna be way too expensive. I changed so my answer, I agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still not thinking about like, well now obviously they, with their help, they're like, for retirement, you wanna do this? And I'm like, okay, cool, let's, let's do that. I've just become like a yes, yes woman to them. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever you think is good. They are great though. I recommended my account, my accountant, everybody to Ava. She likes them. So I'm just like, yeah, they're great. But I, I think it wasn't until like, honestly, recently. And I think it was mostly because I don't know about you, Ava, but this still feels like a dream. Like I'm still kind of like riding just kind of the high of being able to go live every day and still seeing like, like even even if it's like not the same amount of people you see the week before or the week after because facebook is like very very different with how viewership is like it's different than twitch i don't even look at my viewer my viewer count anymore because it's just it's wild like you could have a thousand people watching or like 200 people watching it's never consistent so i don't even look at it but like to be able to do it every day like i'm gonna go after this and start streaming again like and play games with your friends that you don't see every day. And that is your job. Like, I'm still riding that high. And I want to ride that forever. I've, the people ask all the time, how old are you? I never really say my age because I think it's really fun uh, looking really young. And like when people say some weird shit, but like, you don't know if I'm 16. Everybody screen grab. Tell Chris Hansen, <laughs> FBI, that's, that's, that's the, the man. You know, like I just, I just like joke around that all the time. Uh, but I will probably do this until I honestly can't play games anymore. Because I still honestly thoroughly enjoy it. And I get to play games with friends and I get to meet so many cool people. And I get to like connect and intertwine. Like being being able to play games, like I said earlier, play loud. Being able to play games and music. Like connecting those two big hobbies of mine and making a career out of it. Like, come on. This is a dream. I'm living it and I'm happy. I'm there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, like no matter how big we are, no matter like what kind of growth we have, we'll always still be that gaming streamer when we first started. And that's what it is, you know? Yeah. That's beautiful. All right. So while we're living in the moment and enjoying our success, 
and um, really just having fun with streaming, video games, community building, traveling the road, everything that this life is offering us right now, genuinely for both of you. Have you sat down and thought about the end game? What does retirement look like? I know you said, and I say at the same time, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this until the day I die. There's gonna be a point in time where we hang up the, the mouse and keyboard <laughs> and call it quits. Has that ever been thought about? Has your retirement ever Ew, been thought no. about? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know I know we've been living in the moment and enjoying no. it. But I thought about it. You thought about um, it. What, what happened? Walk the worst case I'm worst cases, young. I go back into nursing. <laughs> worst case. Worst cases, I honestly cannot get anything within the gaming industry. Worst case. Okay. Go back to nursing. Just get out of it. Uh, best case would be being able to work with a company that I absolutely love and give them the knowledge that I have. I've been in this industry for 10 years. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be helpful somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I'll be able to help someone somewhere, even if it's like a desk job as customer service or something. Very frugal. May. Very, May. very frugal. So I save like a ton of money. So my savings look real freaking good right now. But like, I hope to ride that forever, for as long as I possibly can. I'm still the type of person that like, while I do travel and, and all of that, because that's a tax write off. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a couple of vlogs that make some content around it. It is a tax write off. But um, a lot of the clothes that I wear, it's like on sale or things like that. And it's recycled or thrifted or things it, because I grew up poor. like still this money looks really freaking weird to me. So I don't touch it. It scares the shit out of me. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I honestly like. I remember getting my first big paycheck working for this company, and I like ran to Mike's room and I started crying. And I showed him. I was like, "Is that real? Is that really in my bank account?" He's like, "Yeah, that's real." I was like, "Please don't let me change. I don't want my personality to change." And he was like, "You're not gonna change. You're fine." I was so nervous, like being that like stuffy, like stuck up. I am so rich, kind of person. Like I don't. Because I, I, just, I, I wouldn't be able to recognize myself if that was the case, right? And I know money changes people. And I was like, please don't ever let me just change. But I think hopefully, now that I'm smarter, because the question that you asked earlier, now that I'm smarter with my money, I'll be able to ride whatever I make as far as I can with this and live comfortably even though I'm just working a desk job as customer service for part-time somewhere. If I could still be within the industry, and have some sort of job out like if i'm 60 like that's sick come on now i'm going like i say i'm going into like i don't know like whatever new company that's like this big streaming thing if, if it's twitch whatever go in there as customer service to be like back in my day we used to just press go live and everything just works and like be, <laughs> be that person that you know that people talk to about it i thought i think it'd be a lot of fun um but I don't think, like, I don't know if I've actually, like, spent time thinking if it's going to be anywhere else outside of the gaming industry. I'd love to stay here. I've just made way too many friends, and I've, I feel like I've done quite a bit, even though I have a lot, a long way to go. But I think there's still things that I've yet to explore within this industry, so... Yeah. Sis, um, before we jump into Ava, I want to I want to see what's on Ava's mind. <laughs> Yo, May, all right, you're very humble, but let's be real. Let's talk our shit for a second. I feel okay. like 
you, you and Ava definitely have names that are big enough to where when you are done, those names are big enough to go to an organization or to another company to continue working in gaming, right? So That's with that I'm being hoping. said, and I, I, I'm going to be the cocky one. Your name is big enough to do that, okay? So with that being said, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot. Let's say if hypothetically in your world that's a possibility and you could go to an organization or a company, what would you like to do? Mm. Well, what would it be? What field would you go into? Creative, I, you know, producing? Would you want to work with a gaming org? What is it? I, I've, I'm a creative. I, I would love to learn how to like create and edit and do all of that. Like really dive into that. I try to do my own, but I, I honestly just don't have the time or the patience or the resources to do it. But if I were to go into that, I would love to be an editor. I think it would be a lot of fun. It's different from other people than when you do it for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't want to hear myself all the time. Like I get tired of my own voice and I'd be like, and I'm so critical. You're, everyone's so hypercritical of themselves. So when you're like creating your own content, I'm like, I'm over this. I, I don't want to touch this at all. Like, why did you stay, say that you stupid bitch? Like I'd be like yelling at myself <laughs> through the camera. Like you ruined the dummy. Like I just start yelling like, like, like I would respond back, you know? But if you were to like to do that for somebody else, I feel like it's a little bit more rewarding like when they come back and they're like yeah because there'd be like times where i'd work on my stuff and i'm like high five you killed it and i'm super <laughs> excited about it and you post it and like only one person's like oh, like son of a bitch i, I did all of this i like all your stuff i know we like each other some and i think that's why we're besties for the rusties i love you yeah, that's cute. So, get that engagement <laughs> get that engagement <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we're gonna talk about that um ava what about you you're not getting out of this free okay well, you, <laughs> okay. You, your end game your retirement okay what's my end game? game is the zombie apocalypse happens and i'm okay. living up north in the snow where they can't get me <laughs> in a bunker Canadian zombies kinda, yeah <laughs> Uh, no, but for real, uh, I've never really worried about it too much. I know I have my degree. I have something to fall back onto. Worst case scenario, I like may have always just imagined transitioning somewhere into the gaming sphere, whether it be at Twitch or with a team org. Um, I feel like I know enough people like I could be like a partner manager or I feel like I'd be a really good social media Person. You're going to have to hold back a little bit on some of the things that you say. Are you sure you're going to be ready for that? You can't I want to be the man. social media person that gets fired and they're like, oh, they're so fired. <laughs> me. That's going to be and me. She comes out from the ashes like a phoenix and just be like, it was me all along. She starts just. <laughs> I can see it. So, uh, social media manager is yeah. keeping it cool, having fun, being in gaming. Yeah. And then I, I'm. Like, also didn't grow up rich or anything like that. Um, once we got into high school, like, my, my mom remarried. We had help from the stepdad's family. But before that, like, I've grown up on SpaghettiOs and, you know, craft dinner. So I like, like, having money for the first time in my life. I spend it, man. Like, I'm the opposite of me. Like, right now, I've been everywhere. Like, I've been traveling all over. I buy myself nice things. And... I just, I'm planning to save now that I've talked to the accountant and we're putting money into like the retirement fund and stuff like that. But for like the past three years, I've just been um, doing whatever 
whatever the fuck I want, really. Like if I want to go to Europe, like I would go to Europe. I solo traveled to Japan. Like I, I feel like what is the point in making all this money if I'm not, not going to spend it and not going to enjoy it? Yeah. I'm going to so. love that shit because I'm going to be real labor before I did this. I was at a point to where I could save up like $400 a month. And I'll be like, yo, that's my fun money. If I spend this money, I am, I'm done. And that's $200 per both of those checks. Or I am assed out, right? I buy a Nintendo Switch, I'm starving the next month. And <laughs> now, like, we could, we could legitimately wake up and do shit like that. So it's like, when it comes yeah. to how much, uh, you, like, how, how did you balance that at first? Because we heard May when she got her first check. And realizations like that, like, my sister makes money. But it's like, that's monthly paychecks we get fat chunks how has that been towards you to transition to this lifestyle it's different. uh it's different you know i've definitely struggled with it because i didn't really know how to save money or how to pay taxes so <laughs> it's a learning <laughs> process um i don't know it's hard hard to answer that question yeah may was talking about being frugal and i was like yeah last time i saw i'm not really frugal i'm not a frugal person <laughs> I mean, talking about driving your LA plants to Austin. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had to tell you yeah. not. <laughs> but you know, like I'm living in Texas too, versus like LA. Our bills are probably a little bit right. different. Right. And you you have two people. I just have me. There. So really? it's easy to spend money on yourself. And you ain't got no one else to worry about. True. That, true. And, that, and I really don't like. I don't do much. Like I don't spend money on clothes or like cars really, or, or shoes. Or I don't like, I bought myself like two designer things now, but like, I don't buy designer or anything like that. So it's like the only thing that I really spend money on is food travel. Okay. <laughs> and plants. <laughs> Let's not forget the that. trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent quite a bit of money on that. So I can't I add that one in there. It's not, but you know, so yeah. And, and to add, I'm oh, sorry, to add more sorry. to like life later, um, it's, it's different for everyone, but has ever like the thought or a conversation come up about like settling a family, motherhood? Has that been anything that you guys have had to deal with in some shape look, or form? Look at both of their faces. Look at Ava's <laughs> face. Like, and look at Ava's face. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, the thing is, I know, I, we, we both know each other's answers. To yeah, this. <laughs> she doesn't want kids. I don't want kids. We like, I feel like our actual like whole friend group, we all don't want to have kids. Um, really? Yeah. Um, our world I just, sucks, dude. Yeah. I'm kidding. I just like my upbringing, like I have, uh, you know, three other siblings, my parents and everything. I had a very traumatic childhood. Mm. And, um, I, while I can definitely support any kids I have, I could emotionally, financially, all of that support them through their life. I don't ever want to fall and feel, make them feel anything I felt when I was a kid. So I don't want to fail in that aspect. So that's like one of the bigger reasons. Also, to be honest with y'all, I'm fucking selfish. All of this money is so new to me. I'm gonna spend it on me. I'm gonna spend it on trips, on everything. My my cats are my babies. My sister already has a kid, so that grandbaby thing, it's done. It's done for. They they don't need to look for it with me. Okay, they already have their grandkid. They're happy. 
But I, I just, I won't be, you know, I don't think that I personally am ready or will ever be ready to have a kid, even though I know I could have a kid if I really honestly wanted to. It's just, there's so many things that happened in my previous, in, in not previous, but I guess previous because very different now, but in my life that I, <laughs> exactly, that I don't ever want to make my kids even feel the smallest bit of what I felt as a child. And I, I, I just feel like a failure. I feel like I, I, there's not, even though you have to be like very like, giving of yourself and things happen and think and stuff like that i just rather not even get to that point of i guess contention i don't know i just i don't i don't want it i'm good <laughs> right. hey, but what about you um i just i have seven siblings so i i've already and they're all significantly younger than me i've already changed diapers i've nannied through college like i've done the kid thing even though i'm not a parent myself and I don't feel the need to have children. I want to be selfish. I like doing my own things. I like my life the way it is. I don't feel the need to change it. And I honestly, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, climate change and stuff like that. And I don't think it's going well for us. And I, I personally, I'm just like, I don't see the point in bringing a kid into this world if it's just going to be, like, so hard for them later on. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's fair, to be honest. But I, that's just how I feel. I, of course, love, I will love, and like I, all my best friends have babies. Like I have so many nieces and nephews and I adore all of them. So I feel like I will just live vicariously through everyone else. And I'll just be like the, the aunt that buys them all the things that the parents don't give them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. I love going to see them and then I get to go home. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Well, okay, we've been doing this thing for about two hours now. This has been fun as hell. May, exactly. May, when we did this last time, we, were, we actually caught ourselves talking to Yinsu and we looked at the time and we we're like, holy shit, like this can continue on to like three hours, four yeah. hours. Yeah. Like it was cool, but I'm going to be honest, getting to know you two better was phenomenal. Um, Aaron, any, anything you want to say just to the viewers or even just the two amazing women that we have in here yeah i mean it's it's been awesome to talk with you guys i mean you you two are probably some of the most transparent individuals in gaming and streaming yes. for sure uh and i love the fact that like no matter what you both are yourselves that's also why we wanted to bring you guys on is that like, we wanted the the realness and you guys <laughs> always give the realness whether trolling whether whether <laughs> educating whether just talking about Toilet papers and, and stuff. People not having toilet papers. May I think Diesel ran out of toilet paper or something recently. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, we love it. And, we're, you know, we're so thankful. Appreciate that you guys, you know, came on and, and wanted to be uh, transparent and honest. Uh, I know we were asking some some pretty prying questions, but we appreciate you guys, you know, being chances. Honestly, they weren't, they weren't too bad. Too bad. Yeah. Like, me and May are very, like, anything you've asked us, I've definitely talked about with my audience, so. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Um, And actually, Ava helped us out with our first episode, because, um, Ava, is it okay we, we spoke about what you told me? I don't about remember. The, what type of gaming people you would, like, talk to and what you would avoid. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Like, that that was interesting. Like, I was talking to Ava, and um, for science, I was like, like, what type of guys in gaming, like, would you talk to? And we, we spoke about the difference between talking to pro players and whatnot and mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe like hosts or whatever and then we you know we brought that into the first episode 
which was oh cool, cool. that's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was saying which type of guys i wouldn't date they was, uh... i was like i wouldn't date pro players i wouldn't date streamers but maybe i would like a host would be okay like someone who like, hosts, like host would be okay host or like casters or team mm -hmm. you know because you know like team org three. owners would be even better <laughs> <laughs> uh, I own a, I'm a, a tier two organization now, but um, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's been a blast. May listen, I, I adore you. Listen, tell you boo thing. I said I miss him, and um, hopefully we go throwing axes again sometime soon. Yes, but yes, that was that was fun, right? That Wait, was were you, sick. Were, were you on my team when we won, or were you on the? Were you playing in that game? We were. I we Your? lost. Yeah, I, I, I was the in the team, team that lost. Yeah. I yep. was the shit, right? Well, thanks Lives for reminding me. Yeah. Exactly. Ava, I whooped their ass. Trust yeah. me. It was, <laughs> it, it was like that. No, honestly, ladies, it's, it's been fun. Um, Yeah, this was episode two of Life is Not a Game. For those of you that are tuning in and watching this, once again, we want to thank you so much. I know that, Um, yeah, the, these discussions, even though it comes off as two hours, it feels like 30 minutes, to be completely honest. But I'm Veli. This is Aaron. Thank you once again for watching. And don't forget check in to the next episode it's amazing we actually have two amazing guests and something very controversial about the esports side of things we're talking about Ooh. what's happening behind the scenes in the industry right oh may it's juicy it's, it's <laughs> thick okay five c's but um we'll catch you guys next time and you take it easy i love you guys bye Goodbye. hi everyone adios <laughs>